Hey guys, it is episode 100. Woo! I am so excited to be introducing to you guys our 100th episode. It has been a wild ride since I started this podcast in the fall of 2020. And since then, I did the math. I have helped over a hundred women change their lives by getting rid of their bloating, constipation, fatigue, PMS pain, insomnia, you name it, by helping them heal their gut. So to celebrate 100 episodes and over 100 lives changed, I'm bringing you yet another story of a client of mine going from sick and stuck to strong and mobile. My client Rachel came to me last year in chronic pain with constant bloating, unsure about what to eat, unable to sleep, experiencing unexplained nausea, and with no answers from her doctors. In just over three months of working with me, we turned things around for her so that she could go out to eat with her husband and have no anxiety, feel rested after she slept, be able to travel without pain or discomfort, and feel like she understood her body again. If you are wondering if you can heal your chronic pain and bloating, constipation, or IBS symptoms, then this episode is for you. Welcome to the Better Belly Podcast, where we find freedom from food restrictions, we increase energy in our lives, and we begin to feel more healthy and vibrant than ever by finding the root causes of our health problems. My name is Allison Jordan. I'm a marathon runner, functional medicine, health coach, certified craniosacral therapist, gut health nerd, lover of Jesus, and owner of Better Belly Therapies, a clinic based in Ann Arbor, Michigan, that works with both virtual and local clinics clients to help them achieve the best health of their life. I am here to walk with you on your journey to a better belly and a better life. We're going to go beyond popping a probiotic and just checking out our poop. In this show, we are going to go deep into gut transformation strategies that last for your entire life. If you are ready to feel your best, get ready to roll. You are in the right place. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. All right, guys. Well, I am so excited today to welcome my now former client, Rachel, to the podcast. Rachel has been so gracious to come and share her story with us today. So Rachel, thank you so much for coming on to the Better Belly podcast. Thanks for inviting me. It's great to be here. Awesome. So Rachel, I just want to start off with um, our questions of just having you tell our listeners what is, or what was going on in your life? What was going on in your health before you came and worked with us at Better Belly Therapies? What had changed or what had been going on that made you feel like you needed to reach out for help? Well, um, I had a really, honestly, super busy life for like four years before I started with you. And uh, most of the tipping point was actually when I got married, I had literally like tons of events per week. And I was navigating starting a new job after grad school and moving in with my future husband. And there was just a ton going on. And I honestly did not really care about my health at that point. I was more concerned about stuff with the wedding and making sure everything went fine. And I moved in with my future husband and he noticed that I really wasn't prioritizing my health at all. And that I was like in pain for like multiple hours at night. And I just was like, you know what? It's not that bad. I'm not in the hospital. Like I can generally function and like do my job. So therefore it's really not something that I need to prioritize at the moment. Like I'm in my twenties, you know, it's not, it's not a super big deal. And he was like, this is not how normal people live. Like, I don't want to see you live like this. And this is not, this is not okay. So we need to really figure out a way to solve this. And long story short, like I'd done a lot in the past that was kind of, you know, go to doctors, take, you know, certain supplements or medicines or try certain things with food. And I just didn't have a whole lot of time to invest fully. And none of those things worked, of course. Um, right. Individually. That being so I, I kind of bigger thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, no, I, I promise, like, this is not as easy as it sounds. Like, are you sure we really need to invest in this? I mean, we just got married. Like, I don't want to put a whole bunch of burden on both of us to try to fix all these problems that I have on my baggage or whatever. And 
um, you really, you convinced me that it was worth it. So I appreciated that. I don't think I realized your husband and, and, and full disclosure, Rachel and I know each other. And so we've known each other for a while and I know your husband, I didn't know that he was that integral part. Like he's like, Hey, you're, you're not feeling well at night. <laughs> that was him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we would go, he really enjoys um, going out to eat. Like food is a big part of our relationship and trying new food. And he was noticing that I had sort of like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll go out to eat. And then I need like two hours to recover from it afterwards. And he was wow. like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, we, we hadn't lived, lived together for most of the beginning of our relationship. So he really didn't know all of those things that happened afterwards and especially at night. Um, yes. so yeah, it was a big change. <laughs> well, that is so powerful too, because I find that I just in one of the things that's really interesting when you're in a health journey is the role of other people around you. And sometimes it, it really varies, right? And everything from health professionals to family members, some people are like, oh, I get gut pain every time I eat too. And you're like, does that make it okay? Or sometimes you get people who, who, who just say, well, you know, if the doctor can't fix it, don't do anything else. It's not fixable. You get all these different voices in your head, but um, or can we can get all these different voices kind of coming at us. But in your case, especially early on, your husband was was actually one of the helpful voices that said, hey, you matter. Let's let's look into this thing. For sure. Yeah. Um, he just he really like knows how to invest in stuff and knows what's worth it and what's not. And he's he's honestly not as um, I guess I'll say frugal as myself. So I I was kind of trying the sort of quick and dirty ways or the, um, professional sort of normal doctor ways, if you will. And sure. neither one of those were, were cutting it for sure. And honestly, I actually, um, I don't know if you've ever heard me say this, but I think it's really valuable to still do a lot of the normal doctor visits. First off, they can like, they can make sure nothing major is going on. And it's great to try all the quick and dirty stuff because that's a huge way that we learn. And honestly, like in your work with us at Better Belly Therapies, I hope that you actually feel more, um, more empowered. Like you can make your own choices. And part of that we do on our own when we're like, let me try the supplement. Let me try, stop eating this one food. Let me, you know, try all the easy stuff because it is a pain to have to go and find someone you trust and then pay the money and then take the time to be like, I hope this works. <laughs> right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And had <laughs> I not tried all that stuff before I'd have been like, are you sure I need to do these 80 things because this is a lot and it's expensive and it's a ton right up front. And it just, I don't think I would have been as invested, honestly, if I hadn't tried that stuff first, or at least some of it, especially the doctor visits. Um, yes. After that kind of was like, well, you don't have Crohn's disease and you know, you don't have an ulcer. So I guess you're just complaining about nothing. Like, you know, that's not really helpful. So after right. that, I, I really, I wanted something that I thought would be, um, it would teach me more, you know, cause it just like hearing that from a doctor, but not seeing, I'm like kind of a data person. I like seeing numbers. Kind of, kind I like of seeing... <laughs> do you want to people yes. tell people what you do? <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm an engineer. Um, I work okay. a lot with, you know, physics and equations and yeah, I, I like seeing things on paper, seeing numbers, seeing things that are more concrete, I guess. Um, and that is not something that I got from a gastroenterologist. He, you know, you, you do have to trust doctors and there's like a big, um, you know, relationship there that's important. And they obviously have a lot of knowledge that's super useful and they don't have time to explain to you everything that's going through their head. But at the same time, if they just tell you like, well, it's not the two things that I originally thought and that's all I can do for you. That's really not, um, doesn't give you confidence, I guess. And that's the difference. Yeah. So what, tell, tell our listeners, what were the top five things you were dealing with that said, said to you, or at least said to your husband, <laughs> um, Hey, this is, this is something that we need to address deeper. Yeah. I mean, definitely the biggest one was the gas and the pain associated with it. Um, I would eat, it literally didn't matter. I could eat like oatmeal or, you know, I guess oats is an allergy for some people. So literally like gruel, if you will, that's nothing intense. It could be like fruits or, you know, pretty boiled vegetables that tasted like nothing. And it would still cause gas and pain, um, as I digested. And it just, it really didn't matter what food it was. Um, I, 
obviously as a result of that pain had pretty poor sleep. I could fall asleep. I didn't have any insomnia. I was getting eight or nine hours of sleep, but the quality of my sleep was really poor. And honestly, I, I didn't realize that being a grad student, you don't really like have high quality sleep ever or a lot, enough sleep. So just the fact that I had a normal job and was getting eight hours of sleep, I was like, oh, my life is awesome. I'm definitely getting more sleep now. This is going to solve everything. Definitely didn't happen. Um, bloating and pain. Um, I actually started having severe nausea too in the last like two years before I started working with Better Bellies. Um, pretty much unexplained. And I'd never had any history of that at all. I really... I thought the head thing was totally different. I thought I was, you know, just getting old or something. And it was just, it was piling on uh, definitely within the last few years before I started. So with these symptoms, do you remember you had actually sent me an email and it was, you sent it to my personal email because you're like, as a friend, can you like, <laughs> tell me this? And it was really funny. Cause I was, I, I had COVID at the time. This is like such a funny thing to remember. I had COVID at the time and I voice to text, like answered your email and said, normally I don't have time to talk to you about this via email, but I'm just doing voice to text <laughs> while sitting here with COVID. <laughs> Let's talk about this. And, yeah. Great timing, I guess. <laughs> right. Right. Do you remember if I would have said this in the emails, because what you just, just described of your symptoms, how nothing you did made it better, you know, like you could eat any food at any time of day and you could be eating very simple, bland, nothing. And you could feel really crappy afterwards. Do you, did I say something about that in the email? Cause I, this is like one of my things that I wish everybody knew. And I know I harp on a lot on the podcast. Um, but, but does that sound familiar to you? Do you know what that is a key indicator of? I mean, I don't think I remember exactly, okay. um, but and I, that's I, okay. know I did put that in the email because I, I was so convinced I was like, okay, I know like Allison's gone on a gluten-free diet and she like does dairy-free. She's got all these things figured out for her own health. And I am so convinced that it's not food because I have tried taking out literally every food for at least a small period of time or what I thought was a long period of time, but really wasn't enough. Um, and I was like, it's not food. And I want to, I want to ask you like, is this program going to help me if I'm so convinced that I'm not lactose intolerant or gluten intolerant or whatever it is, um, from my own experiments. Right. Oh. And actually better belly therapies were built on the precipice of not mainly haranguing on food. Like food is a, is an aspect of it, but, uh, we actually talk about this on the podcast episode. We have one called the number one lie about food that I hate. And it's basically that food can heal your gut. Um, because what you are experiencing and what pretty much all of our clients are experiencing when you go gluten-free and you try the supplements and you go to gastroenterologists and they say, nothing's going on with you. And no matter what you eat, you feel bad. It's a, it's a sign of a pathogen. It's a sign of some, something in your gut that is not food that is attacking you. <laughs> and so it doesn't matter what food you put in your body. You could have put none, no food in your body that day. You could drink water and still feel poorly because there's other, there's, there's a aggressor inside your gut. So that would have been one thing I imagine I said to you in the email, like, Hey, it sounds like you have a pathogen. And I think you actually responded with me, but like, how do you know? <laughs> I was like, well, actually we would test for that. But, 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 but all I can tell you is you have the classic signs of a pathogen. Mm -hmm. uh, do you, re do you remember, how did you feel about that in general? Or even if you don't remember that, how did you feel about the idea of you're going to pay for testing, not knowing what you were going to find? What was that like for you? Yeah. I mean, I, I remember in your email, I think you, you put it a little bit more delicately because <laughs> I mean, A, it was like a personal email and, and B like, you know, I was kind of on the fence. I know we, we talked about, um, you know, your, your program and your experience before just kind of in casual conversation. And I was kind of like, well, you know, you're a professional and I don't want to encroach on, you know, your expertise in here, but you did say that I'm like, what do I, you know, what do I do? And, um, I remember thinking, well, I have a bunch of friends who are nurses and, you know, people I know in healthcare and I'm literally never in hospitals. I don't hang out in places with weird contaminants. Like, you know, I, I was raised by people who are very germ conscious um, for professional reasons. And I was like, if anyone does not have a pathogen, I think I would be in that group. Like, how could this have possibly happened to me? You know, at least there's a test to test it. So maybe I'll go ahead and pay for this so that we can kind of rule it out. Like, and move on from there because if 
if that's really a problem, like I need to deal with it and I do feel terrible. So maybe it is a pathogen, but I was kind of like, I think it's something deeper and, you know, I, I want to dig into this, but if this is what she's saying, I have the, the classic symptoms of then maybe other people are going to tell me, oh, well, you just have a pathogen and we'll, we'll like deal with that. And if they find nothing, then where do I go from there? Like right. I, I wanted a, a program that would kind of address everything and try to find all the information at the beginning so that you can start and feel faster. And that's why, you know, what all the tests kind of, they seemed really intimidating. And I had to like sit down, have conversations with my husband, like, okay, we're going to do this. Like, this is going to be a big deal. And it's a lot of work and a lot of um, focus on all of the protocols, but you really do find out all the information. And that makes a huge difference, especially if you have kind of inklings that X, Y, or Z is wrong with you. Like you can really find out proof of that or, you know, additional things you wouldn't have even thought of with all the tests altogether. Right. And we did do tests more than pathogens. Did that help you then knowing that we were testing more than just like this one test or something? Oh, for sure. For sure. Like the tests, so the tests have like markers, you know, as you would talk to me about. And so it's not like someone's looking under a microscope and saying, oh, you know, I see this tiny bacteria in your gut. Here it is. Like, that's not how it works. So I thought, (laughs) well, okay, I could have like, you know, two of the three markers for this thing. But if I don't, you know, test for other stuff, maybe she's going to be like, oh, that's the problem when really it's not because there's not actual concrete proof. That's the problem. When you test enough markers, you can kind of make correlations and form relationships. And Allison's super good at explaining, oh, I see this, this, and this on your test results. And this is why it's this and not this. And to me, that was something my doctor wasn't giving me. And honestly, you don't have the time to hear from someone who's a professional unless you make like personal consultations and have a one-on-one relationship with them, which you need a functional health therapist for. Right. Yes. And that's a, that's a very common thing though, though not universal of, of people who are functional or integrative professionals, um, whether they're doctors or nutritionists that, that they are building their practice so that they can explain these things. And it's not just a, you know, even, even in our relationship, I didn't just say, oh, you have blah, blah, blah. And we're going to do blah, blah, blah. Really just did try to educate you and help you understand like your labs make sense with your symptoms, which, which I nerd out about, but I think is, is encouraging also, because if you're going to do something like change your diet, take supplements, change your lifestyle, do things, you know, to help yourself heal that take time, effort, and intentionality, you want to know there's a reason for that. Um, and, and okay. Then you took, you did the labs, you, you found out that there was a reason there's all these markers. You understood why we were going to do, why I was recommending in your customized health plan, what I was recommending yeah. by now. I'm curious because I know we talked about this outside of the call that, that you were, you were definitely not sure if the program was going to get yield you the results you wanted. Like you knew you were willing to do it and you knew that you wanted the results, but you, you didn't you don't, you can't see in the future. You can't be like, Oh, for sure. Six months from now, I'm going to have no gas and bloating and my life's going to be different. Um, but once you saw the lab results and you saw the plan, did you feel more confidence then? Or were you still on the fence? Oh, I was so still on the fence. Um, the, the plan, you know, the plans a lot and there's (laughs) a reason for that, of course. And I, I'm, you know, I, I don't kind of put half my effort into things. I kind of go all in or I don't do it at all. And I was pretty, committed to going all in, but I was still like, I'm a unique case. You know, I, I get that all these things are on my test and that my results, you know, make sense of my symptoms, which honestly, I didn't think you were going to say, I was so used to hearing, well, you know, that's kind of weird. That doesn't, you know, uh, have a relationship to that. Like I, I never told anyone all of my symptoms altogether. And honestly, I, I really didn't know that nausea and like joint pain were symptoms of gut problems at the beginning. And the Better Belly Healing Library really helped like educate me without taking your time into like why all of those things are true and how they work together. And um, as you've said before, I'm kind of a sponge of information. I like to have all the information. I will watch lots of videos and read things to understand more about where you got to where you are in terms of your expertise and kind of educate myself, like you said. Um, so I was definitely still still skeptical, and I probably I think I was skeptical for the first maybe three months. Like I was kind of sad when I had to, you know, eat certain food on the diet. And I was looking at these pill cases, like, oh my gosh, I look like, you know, I'm in cancer treatment or something. Cause I have all these pills. 
Um, and I just felt like, is what's wrong with me really that bad that I have to go through all these things? Like, I never felt like I was that sick. Obviously, a lot of other people have um, problems with their health that are much more serious and that require a lot more kind of diligence. And I, I sort of thought I was being selfish for worrying about, you know, my gas when it could be something so much worse. Um, and yeah, so I, I definitely was skeptical for the first couple months, but that didn't last. <laughs> okay. So tell us about what are your symptoms like now? And, uh, yeah, what's your, what's your life now? How's it different? So, yeah, I honestly felt no different for the first three months, which was kind of discouraging, honestly. Like, and I, I remember saying that in my three month follow-up call, like, okay, we're still here and I'm still doing all this. And, you know, yay, I found my favorite brand of gluten-free bread and like, <laughs> oh, I still can't eat any dairy-free sour cream. I love sour cream and I still you know, can't find anything that doesn't cause problems. Everything's made of beans or like some weird extra soy thing. I can't have soy either. So yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. So I was kind of in the middle of that um, at the three month mark. And I remember you saying like, okay, literally just go one more month and you should yeah. start feeling some results. Cause at that yes. point I was almost done with my pathogen protocol and you were like, just hold on, just hold on. And yes. I, I really think you will. And I, I don't believe in like 180 degree changes. Like I'm an engineer. You, you start, you do 25% of the work, you get 25% of the results, 50%, 50%. It kind of, it's a linear relationship. And, you know, I was kind of seeing little to nothing for that first three months and then boom, three and a half months. And I stopped having most of my symptoms. The gas was still there, but all of the other sort of residual symptoms went away and I could feel my body focusing on, okay, we've cleared the bad stuff. Now we need to focus on getting better. And I just, yes. I could, when I woke up in the morning, I felt my body had a different priority. And that's when I first realized like, wow, my body can talk to me. It can actually communicate states rather than just constant. Ugh. That's, that's really what it was in the whole time before that. Just grunting. <laughs> er, er, this all sucks. Yeah. I, uh, I love how you describe your body too. Like, be, and, and this is something that not just you experience, Rachel, but that um, this common experience of I, I put in A and B input into my body and I expect to get C, you know, I, I put in sleep and good food and I expect to get energy or I put in exercise and a balanced diet and I expect to see weight loss or whatever it is. And, and then you don't get that. And it, you, you erode confidence in your body over time. Uh, and, and that could, that could happen very quickly. It could happen, you know, over decades. And by the time you work with someone like any, if you work with anybody who says that they can help you feel better, you're like, yeah, but my body might not quite make sense or it might not pay attention the way other people's are. But what you're describing is yes, you were going to sleep. Um, and you started to feel different in the morning. You actually were, and you have told me towards the end of it, like you would, you actually know what foods to avoid and you actually reap benefit rather than feeling like you're just avoiding foods to still feel crappy. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's why I, my, my real, my goal was to be able to enjoy going to restaurants and not having to have that two hour, like, um, recovery period. And, you know, yeah, there's still things I'm going to be sensitive to. Of course, I've had food allergies since I was a kid, like I'm allergic to coffee and, you know, that's come with blessings and curses, but <laughs> I, I didn't expect to get everything else back, but I really wanted to feel like I didn't have to stress out over food anymore. Uh, right. and I definitely got that out of the kitchen. Yeah. What did your husband think at that point? Or what even was he thinking in the first few months? I don't know if I know that. <laughs> oh, I mean, he was like, this is a lot. To, I mean, he had to go to the grocery stores with me. We do our grocery trips together. Um, That's and, so sweet. <laughs> yeah. He, he helped me. He learned how to read the food label and like read all the ingredients. And of course I had, you know, six or seven things that I had to watch out for. And we were trying to figure out recipes that he could eat and still enjoy and maybe change one or two things and I could have it so that he wasn't eating totally separate food. And that worked out for probably 40% of the meals we did, I think. Um, and the rest of it, we just like, uh, I would go to work and like work late a couple of the days. And that was the night that he got takeout Chinese food or whatever it was that he was really craving just so that I wouldn't have to be around it. And he was, he was really gracious and helping me with that and uh, understood that this was kind of a long-term investment. and. He, he loves food. He has no allergies, no dietary restrictions. He doesn't, you know, pay attention very much and his metabolism is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But I, and he, so it was a huge change for him. He's never had to pay attention to that before. And he kind of 
he was empathetic and realized, you know, how difficult that was. Um, and he just really wanted me to feel better because, you know, he would always say, oh, happy life, happy life. Like, you know, if you feel better, like I'll eventually be able to eat all these things again and I'll be happier. So. That is yeah. so sweet. I love that. And that's a great way to describe it. You found a balance. And for you guys, balance was 40% of meals. You know, maybe breakfast and lunch are going to be varied. And then dinner, you'll try to collaborate on or whatever it is. And everybody's going to have a different balance. Um, and some clients, you know, they're sometimes you don't, your, your family members don't jump on board with you. And that can make it, you still can decide to move forward. But I love how you guys, that, that was your balance was 40%. Um, I love that description too. Now I'm just going to start asking people, what was your balance? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I will say that wasn't the same with everyone. Like I, I started my program, um, like earlier in the year and I went to visit my family and they were so concerned, like, oh man, you're on this giant diet. We have no idea what to cook for you. You're a guest in our house and we want to be able to cater to you. And how do we do this? And I was like, you know what? I'll just, I'm just going to go to the store and I'll get the stuff that I know because I don't want to you know, burden people or tell them the exact brand of things. And that was really hard. And that was about two months in to where I still had cravings for all the food that I had to give up that I missed. And, you know, I was around people who didn't have that balance and weren't familiar with all the things I had to do. So that was really challenging. But honestly, after about three months, I stopped craving a lot of the stuff. So we could reintroduce my husband having, you know, the takeout Chinese, like I said, or the you know, Indian food with dairy, whatever it was that I used to eat, I I was fine with the new things that I'd found. Um, and that was really, really kind of empowering, like, okay, going on temporary food restrictions is not the worst thing in the world. If you give it time, and you really are diligent, and you don't do cheat days, because I'd always heard in all diets, okay, you know, once a week, I can have my non dairy free cookies or whatever it is like to kind of keep spice in your life. But honestly, it makes you still crave it and it makes it harder. Um, and even when it's something as small as bread or, you know, just other things that you're trying to substitute, I, I forgot what real bread tasted like after I was gluten-free for about three months. And I was fine with that. Like gluten-free bread tasted like actual bread and I didn't miss it at all. So funny how that works. Yeah. I mean, so a couple of things that you said, one, you, you said that you stopped craving things around the three month mark. And I would actually say, yes, there's, there's this whole like thing of it takes a while to form a habit. And, and there is a time element where you just become adjusted to, because this isn't a diet, like I'm going to lose 10 pounds doing this temporary thing. You're aiming for a more of a lifestyle, although we did and ha- you have begun to reintroduce some of those foods because yes more on the science about food sensitivities and how, how we actually decrease them in this program, or that's what we're aiming to do. But at the same time, that three month mark also correlates with when you said you started feeling better after finishing the pathogen protocol. And I see that as a stronger correlation typically with our clients. Um, if their main pathogen is H pylori, like they just had a bunch of it in their system and all their symptoms were around H. pylori. Once they finish that protocol, a lot of their cravings go away. Everything from sugar to just how much they want to eat to to specific foods that, you know, that they're sensitive to. Um, And some of my clients, it'll be uh, one, one of my clients, Abby, who's been on the podcast, she got over her craving. She had, was dealing with sugar cravings and she was an ultra marathon runner. So imagine someone like yourself, very like, you know, driven person can't is having a hard time saying no to sugar. Feels like she's crazy. Like, like I can make myself run 60 miles. Why can't I say no to sugar? Well, we addressed the main thing that was driving her sugar, which was actually eating broccoli and spinach, which were sensitivities to her. And in three days, her sugar cravings were gone 80%. And so um, it, it, what I like to re with the, our program is to refocus willpower, which you took intention for you, but hopefully less willpower at the end of the day where you're not having to sit here and be like, I'm going to not eat that thing. You're like, I actually don't want to eat it because I feel better off of it or because I don't have that pathogen hijacking my brain (laughs) via my gut and telling me to eat it. (laughs) For sure. Yes. So another question for you, Rachel, what has been the most surprising part of your health journey during your work with us? So I honestly wasn't really considering all of the symptoms that I was having. I kind of thought, 
okay, you know, I have gas and bloating. That's a gut problem. Okay. I have nausea. That's a, you know, brain problem or a head problem. Oh, that's, I have joint pain. That's a working out or exercise problem. And I had never really thought of all of those things kind of as this is my body problem. I wonder what the cause is. And Allison definitely taught me to do that. Um, I'm now paying way more attention to all my symptoms all the time. Um, I pay attention to them on a monthly basis, of course, with the cycle and daily basis with, you know, sleep and wake, meal basis, you know, everything matters, timing and feeling all throughout your body. Um, and I think that's, honestly, that was the most surprising. And the thing that I kind of learned um, to understand better was, was just, you know, your body is a, is a system and you should treat it like a system. It's not isolated. Uh, it's not in pieces. Oh, I love that. Um, and one thing I, I'm curious if this question would make sense to you, but do you feel at all like, like you have to pay attention to all your symptoms, like this intensity or kind of like this craziness, or does it feel more natural to you? Like, oh, I'm, I'm just seeing my body as a whole and it, you're observing it as you move forward. I don't know if that, does that question make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's so much more natural. So I, I remember telling you, I think it was my three or four months. My body actually tells me when I'm sleepy and when I'm hungry and I can respond accordingly and my body will respond to that. And before it was like, well, you know, I have gut pain. I don't know if I'm hungry. I don't know if I'm just tired. I don't know if I ate something, you know, five hours ago that now it's upset about. I have no idea what the problem is. I couldn't talk to my body and understand. It was like talking to a cat instead of a human. I really had no idea what was going on and there was nothing I could do except for observe the symptoms and try to guess. And honestly, now my body will respond to small changes. I have certain foods, um, massages feel really different now just because my body can react to them and it has the energy and space to respond to what's going on instead of dealing with, you know, whatever residual thing, whether it's a pathogen or heavy metal or whatever was what, wrong. What um, feels different? I'm that I love that you're saying this. I, I, I think I, I know I'm, I'm fairly certain. I know what you're talking about, but I'm curious, how would you describe that? The, the reaction changes, the changes know? to the massage, like how does, oh, massage yeah. Feel different? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's yeah, like, so, Ooh, tell me. More. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I got visceral manipulation with you, um, to kind of help. I have a really short torso, which I've always, you know, just kind of thought, Oh, bummer. I have a super short torso, but honestly, it's kind of made everything just sort of compact in a smaller space. And I didn't put two and two together. Like you can pull a muscle, but you can also like have your organs pulling on each other. And I just totally did not think that I, I didn't take anatomy. I'm not an anatomy person. You know, I guess I just, just sort of assumed it was all textbook. And that's a little naive, I guess, thinking back on it, being a scientist and, you know, of course that's not going to be the same in everyone, but I, I really just, didn't even think about that. And I, I went on um, like a long vacation, actually like a couple months ago now and got a massage and I legitimately felt more refreshed afterwards. I remember before I would get a massage and I'd feel really tired and I, I would think, oh, you know, I'm just more dehydrated or my body needs more fuel or whatever it is to respond to, you know, all the movement my muscle just went through, but it really actually felt relaxing this time. And I, I had never experienced that before at all. And I realized like, oh, this is why people get massages. It doesn't actually hurt and, you know, make you want to go sleep for five hours. Um, so yeah, it was a huge difference. And my body just can respond better to movement, I guess. I didn't know that, that you'd gotten that massage and felt different. So massages and any type of body work, chiropractor, acupuncture, visceral manipulation, that when it mobilizes tissues, like our body's tissues are what holds toxins in us. Like that's just point blank. It doesn't like toxin is not a, uh, abstract idea to the body. It's concrete. It, it exists in matter and it will typically exist in some form or fashion in one of your tissues. It could be muscle. It could be organs. It could be hanging out in your lymphatic pathways and interstitial fluid. And this gets into all the options your toxins have, <laughs> but ultimately the point being is that they, they settle somewhere. And then if you mobilize them manually, whether that could be exercise, Exercise. That can be why some people actually feel worse after exercising. Um, you can, when they're not feeling well, when they're actually kind of sick and, and there's this chronic thing going on. Um, or if you get a massage, you do something that's quote unquote good for you and you feel worse afterwards. You feel extra tired. You feel extra pain. You feel wired or you feel groggy and you're like, wait, I should feel better. This kind of all feels worse. <laughs> What's going on? 
It's because your body's trying to move the toxins that just got forced in the tissue. And it can be really healthy if you can get rid of those toxins, but it can be really damaging if you're dammed up with those toxins. And that is typically the case of somebody who has pathogens, their body's in toxic overload. Um, you have food sensitivities, you have some other, had some other toxicity that we haven't jumped into or dug into yet. Um, but those were all working against you. And I didn't realize that you had actually experienced that even in something as simple as the supposedly enjoyable massage that you hadn't enjoyed yet. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a huge difference. And I will say I was one of those people, I was working out a ton before my wedding. Um, I had a personal trainer and everything and I was seeing some results, but it was really slow going. And my trainer was like, you know, you're working really hard. You're doing a great job. I don't know why we're not seeing more. And she, she was really encouraging and, you know, body positive and everything. But, you know, I, I really did feel like I was working harder and I didn't see as many results and I did feel super tired. I did not want to eat. And I felt really, really tired after working out all the time, no matter what it was, I could run two miles or I could, you know, lift weights for five minutes and I would still feel tired. And I really had to push through workouts no matter how long they were. Um, and I remember telling you that and you were like, oh, of course, that's one of the symptoms that makes sense with this. And I was like, how does that have anything to do with my gut? Like, I thought that was just me being tired or like not having a good enough sleep schedule or not eating the right stuff. And, you know, I was eating like protein shakes, of course, full of soy, which I was super sensitive to. And that's why I always felt, you know, awful right after I would drink one of those and think, okay, I worked out for like a whole hour. And then I drank this supposedly really healthy shake that's supposed to build muscle. And now I have no muscle and I feel awful. Like, cool. Great. <laughs> yeah. And, and that was the whole, the whole year before my wedding. And yeah, I really couldn't figure out what was wrong. Right. I remember one of your goals was that you'd be able to go back to working out. Um, and you had actually into, I think this was you, you had intuited. And when you started working, when we started working together, Hey, actually, I don't think working out is, is doing me any favors. I'm actually going to pause, but it was one of your goals that you'd be able to go back and do it. Are you, tell us where are you at currently with your working out goal? Yeah. So I definitely did uh, like two months in, I, it was much harder for me to work out. I just had way less energy. And one of the things in my uh, customized health plan was that, you know, you're going to have to tone down on the intense workouts. And I'm one of those people, when I go to the gym, I'm going to make the most of my time. I drive all the way there. I change clothes. I have to take another shower. I'm not going to just text on my phone. Like I'm, I'm going to go <laughs> for it. And, <laughs> um, and it was really hard to not be able to do that. So I, I went ahead and paused, um, most of my training and I started back up again about four or five months into my protocol. Once I had finished the, the, uh, pathogen protocol and I could work out, I was actually hungry afterwards, which you know, you would think I used lots of fuel working out. Maybe I should eat something, which was a massive change. Like I already felt like, okay, this is what's supposed to happen. Um, and now, uh, I'm continuing my personal training and, uh, kind of trying to work back up there. I hiked a 14 er last week for the first time, which was Ooh. awesome. Um, and I didn't feel sore. Like every, I, I was so prepared to feel sore. Like, oh yes. When I do really strenuous things randomly and don't really train for it. I usually feel sore for like two or three days. I've had periods where I would run farther and then randomly couldn't walk for four days. And, you know, I'm just, I'm used to it being very unpredictable. And I did that and I had no soreness at all. My muscles were ready for it and everything was great. And I just, that was unprecedented for me. And I was really happy to see that. So now I can kind of take it up another notch and uh, see what happens the rest of the year. So exciting. Your body is being more efficient with the, with, with the work that it's being asked of it, everything from the work of just being awake and thinking to the work of using muscles, because you don't have that toxic burden of the, what we call systemic inflammation, inflammation that's throughout the whole body, which will cause the joint pain and foggy headedness and the bloating. And, um, it can cause everything like puffy hands and fingers. Um, did you have any of that? I don't know if we ever discussed that, like a puffiness in your face or anything like that. Oh, all the time, all okay. the time. And, and honestly, I, so I, whenever I go hiking or whenever I exercise, my hands swell up so badly that I almost can't feel them. And that's been a problem forever. And it still happens a little bit, you know, when I'm uh, experiencing lots of temperature change or, um, you know, I've had my hands down at my sides for a really long time and my blood's flowing, I can see them get much puffier. 
And I actually have like two different sizes of silicone rings for like when I'm going to do really strenuous activity because my hands get so thick. And it, it happened a little bit when I was, you know, hiking the mountain. Of course, I am way up high and I have lots of temperature and elevation change, of course, but it, I could feel my hands and I could function. And I felt like I still had, you know, full circulation, which is totally strange. Like I usually have to put my hands over my head for 10 or 15 minutes to even have feeling in them. And that didn't happen anymore. So, wow. I don't think I've ever heard you tell me that, which just shows to me how many things that it's so easy for us. You probably didn't even consider telling me you're like, whatever. No, I really did not think that was a problem. (laughs) Why would I tell Allison that? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. That is that that's awesome. I mean, it's just so exciting. And just to recap guys, and, and just to re- reiterate, and we don't have enough time to go into every part of Rachel's story, but the toxicity is such a big factor and, and it's, and it's everywhere and it's thorough and it wasn't just food. It was pathogens. And then also you mentioned it just, just briefly, but we also looked at heavy metals and that that was a part of your story and it was affecting your hormones and your cycle. And we dealt with all of that. And that's partly why it took, you know, it's not a short amount of time, but also it's not a few amount of tests. It's, it's a, it's enough. What I like to say, it's enough. It's the right amount. And then it's the right amount of customized health plan to actually get you results so that you're not just like, well, I tried this thing and I was really dedicated to it and it didn't work. (laughs) Um, one more thing that I wanted to just touch on real quick before we end here. Um, I'm going to pause because I had it in my mind. You were talking about it. Oh, this from manipulation. Um, so one more thing I want to talk about before we end up here. So you are actually, you're local to me and that's partly how we know each other is by being local to each other, but you were able to actually come to our office and you said, get visceral manipulation. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about a when and why we decided to try visceral manipulation for you? Because we didn't do it at the very beginning. Um, there was a, there was a turning point where I was like, Hey, I think this is going to be helpful. Not everyone needs visceral manipulation when they're healing their gut, but it can be incredibly helpful. And then on top of that, why you did that, what it was like to receive it and what changes you saw afterwards. Can you tell us more, a little bit more about that experience? Sure. Yeah. So I had kind of an inkling. Um, I know you had talked to me about visceral manipulation with your book um, and our friendship beforehand. And I had an inkling like, okay, that sounds like something I would either benefit from or maybe want to learn more about um, because I had had the pain and the gas and the bloating for so long. And when we started the program, I had expected you to say, oh yeah, like that'll work. We should definitely do visceral manipulation soon. And you didn't. And I was kind of like, okay, well, you know, I should trust her. And it turns out, you know, I had a pathogen. So we wanted to get through kind of clearing out all of the toxins and the bad stuff in my body before uh, starting on something where my body could begin kind of the the second half of the V, which is the healing and coming back up to a healthy state. Um, And I know about three months into our protocol, when you said like, okay, you know, you're not having the constant pain, it's not unexplained anymore. And now it's just kind of, you know, oh, it, it's around, but not random. Um, and I was still kind of having lots of soreness. I had um, oxalates were a problem for me. I had kind of copper, um, which you just mentioned, the, the heavy metal detox. Copper was a big problem, but I was starting to kind of deal with things that were smaller than the pathogen. Um, and my More body minute, was starting to respond. Minute details. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we details. weren't dealing yeah, so with like, like over... smaller, but... Right, right. <laughs> It wasn't this overarching, just like shadow, right? You were, mm-hmm. we were getting more fine tuning what was yes, going on. Yes. yes, That's great. Um, right. And I, and I could tell we, we finally, we could tell the pathogens were gone because like you said, I had stopped craving all the other foods and the, the sort of random pain had stopped. And I, I felt like I had more control. My body was responding as I had expected it to uh, when I would do certain things. I was honestly really excited when we started it because that's one of the reasons that I was drawn to your program is that you had an aspect that was like a physical thing you could do to get not immediate change, but like you could tell there was change as it was happening. Um, And I'm a big proponent of, you know, you can like take a pill for your allergies in your nose, but obviously you don't put the pill in your nose. Like you have to wait for it to kind of flow through your bloodstream. And there's, there's like many steps involved in getting the treatment to the actual place in your body where it's needed. 
And I was really drawn to something that, you know, there's actually physical manipulation of your gut and your organs. And that's where the problem was. And I thought, you know, I, I like direct treatment like that. So uh, when you recommended that I get visceral manipulation, I was really excited. And I went in and, um, you know, your office is kind of similar to a place you'd go for a massage. Like it's calm, it's warm, like it's inviting. And I didn't feel awkward at all. Like um, I was actually really impressed that you were pregnant at the time that I had treatment from you and your mobility was so impressive. And I honestly thought, wow, I'm going through this program. I hope if I ever decide to have kids and I'm pregnant that I can be this mobile and like do this much with my body. It was really inspiring to be in the room with you while you were doing Yes, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And I would, I will say, I'm not going to lie that what I've done with visceral manipulation and taking care of my body has, did help my pregnancy. So that that's crazy that you, that's what you were thinking. <laughs> oh yeah. Your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I mean, I went in, it was an hour session and, um, you were explaining to me during the session, like, okay, you know, I'm hitting this part of the body now and your assistant was taking notes during it. And you were giving notes to her about, you know, what you could feel in there and whether you got a response. Um, we practiced breathing techniques, which I was really happy about. I could do something when I went home after the treatment to a figure out if the treatment was actually changing anything or helping and B if I was experiencing any pain similar to what I had during and before the treatment that I could do something about it. And it, like I said, it was a direct kind of, okay, I'm pressing on this part of my body and I'm breathing, centering my breath on it so that I can stretch it. Like I, I knew what to do what it was doing for me and what results I should see afterwards. And it was something immediate and direct to the body, part of the body that was being affected. And that just gave me so much more confidence um, and just tools. Like the, the fact that I had something that I could do about it instead of sitting at one in the morning, like curled up in pain and just taking a pill and hoping that it would go away. Like this was so much more useful and helpful and confidence inducing than that ever was. Um, and we went ahead and, had a couple more sessions. Um, we found some tightness. A lot of it had to do with my liver, of course, most of this. Um, it's all about liver in this program. So <laughs> not surprised that, that the liver had a lot to do with it. But it was funny. I had, um, I'd never had problems swallowing pills before I started this program. And like a month or two in, I just really started to feel like it was very hard to swallow pills. Um, I've always actually kind of thought it was my superpower as a kid. I could swallow like adult sized vitamins and I thought I was so cool and it just <laughs> went away. And I thought, what? Like th this has never been a problem. There's no way this is something that's related to this, but it actually was. And we fixed that problem through restore manipulation. And, you know, you talked to me about esophagus and trachea and the directions they were going and my heart, um, you know, connected to my liver, connected to my esophagus and connected to my diaphragm, which, you know, I, I sort of expected would be in there with, with breath, but it's just really all connected more than I ever thought. And I feel like I have more of a relationship with my body than I used to um, from feeling you kind of manipulate things and explaining to me what you were doing while you were doing it. Um, and then after our third appointment, I actually flew out on a business trip uh, that evening. And I've always had a lots of, uh, I guess, anxiety when traveling specifically for the kind of food issues. I always kind of get food poisoning kind of symptoms on planes. I just feel kind of gross um, and feel like I kind of want to be sick sometimes. I have recently started having really bad nausea on planes and I felt fine on that plane afterwards. And I love traveling. So the fact that I felt totally fine, you know, after a crazy day of working, having that appointment, driving, I was up till, you know, 2 a.m. to get on that business trip. Like my body could handle that finally because I had done something about it. And I just I was really, really happy to see that. Um, and definitely am interested in getting visceral manipulation again in the future should I need it. Um, yeah, it, it, it was really inspiring. Yeah. I remember when we had that third appointment and, and you had told me like, I'm getting on this plane and I usually have all these horrible, or you've been having increasing problems. Mm -hmm. Um, cause it wasn't your whole life. It was, it was, you know, kind of along the pathway of, since you'd been feeling worse in your gut yeah. health and all that. Um, mm -hmm. and you're like, I'm getting on this plane. I'm going to see, we're going to see what this is like. And I remember both of us <laughs> being like, in, in, cause in my estimation for all the reasons I could see the plane ride being so much better, but I, I can't see the future as 
just as much as anybody else can't see the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even though it's my job as a health professional to see patterns and to be able to anticipate what we need to do to avoid certain patterns in your health, like how can we avoid that symptom? How can we address it? You just never know. So I, was, I just remember yeah. like crossing my fingers and be like, tell me how it goes when you get back. <laughs> um, and you also went on a really long trip um, overseas too. Mm-hmm. And did, did, I, I don't think we've talked about that. Did you also, symptoms were okay on that plane ride? Yes, they were. And that was a much longer, it was like a nine hour plane ride or something. And I, I was also super worried about that. Um, and that was at the point in the protocol where I, had mostly healed everything. We were still working on, you know, hormones and heavy metal toxins, but otherwise, you know, I'd felt so much better. And I thought, okay, I'm going on this trip. It's a trip we'd planned for several years and I was really looking forward to. And so was my husband. And I, I wanted to try to reintroduce some of the things that I'd taken away throughout the protocol. That was actually the reason that I started when I did. And I told Allison this, um, I I want to be well for my trip. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. Like I, I want to, I don't want to have to deal with this because, you know, there's only so many days you have when you're traveling, you can't waste three hours, you know, sitting in a hotel room in pain. That's not going to make your trip fun. Um, and I was like, well, I, I, I really just want to try like a little bit of pasta or a little bit of gelato or, you know, whatever it is, the fish or, you know, um, and not have to worry about it and not be afraid. And you were like, well, you know, it's your body and it's your health and you can listen to your body and you know what your limits are. Like I can, I can help you all day and tell you what I think is best, but it's between you and your body. And that was at the I, end of the protocol when your body yes. was talking to you better. Yes. yes. And <laughs> Not I when thought, it was giving I, all the confusing signals. <laughs> well, and that's what I thought. I thought, well, you know, I, my body tells me when I'm hungry now. My body tells me when I'm sleepy now. My body tells me when I need to work out or when I've been kind of sluggish and I get the response that I'm expecting. And I have more confidence in my body to tell me, okay, we're not going to, you know, eat pasta today. That's not going to go well with what plans we have, or, okay, we can try a bite of that. I think I feel like I'm in a place where I can handle that. And, you know, we're good today. And I thought about things while I was there, honestly, like, okay, you know, I have this heavy metal. So maybe um, trying to like get a Brita water bottle filter and not drinking out of random places with old pipes might you know, not exacerbate my symptoms more or, okay, I can probably eat a little bit more of this food than this food, because I know either based on my test, I had more sensitivity to it or less, or the time of day that I would try the food would make a big difference too. Like I, a lot of times I would eat larger dinners before and before going to bed is when I had most of my symptoms. So I tried to start eating things maybe like in the morning, like 11 AM or like 10 30 AM. So I had time to kind of work through it. And for my body that worked better. Um, so I just, I figured out things to where I could, um, fit things in that maybe I couldn't before without going overboard and kind of just saying, okay, we're done with the protocol and I'm going to throw all the stuff I learned to the wind and just hope my body stays well. Um, you know, I didn't want to do that either. So it's, it's a, it was a balance of trying to figure that out. And honestly, I had a great time on the trip and I didn't have to be stressed out about food and my body responded really well, which I was thrilled with. Um, and of course I'm still not done with uh, my healing journey and I'm still, you know, on supplements and things, but it wasn't nearly as intense as the beginning. Uh, and that's what I wanted out of the six month program. I love it. I love, you know, one of the things that's sticking out to me just from this hour long conversation, additional conversation on top of all the coaching calls and conversations we've had is just what you've been talking about of being able to hear your body talk to you clearly and that being enabled, or you could also say disabled by toxins and just toxicity and a variety of toxins, again, pathogens, food sensitivities, heavy metals. Um, it's not enough typically to deal with just one, just the food sensitivities, you know, I always say going gluten-free doesn't get rid of H. pylori. <laughs> like it just doesn't, that's not how it works. Um, and, and getting rid of H. pylori doesn't necessarily always get rid of every food sensitivity. You really want something that works together, but once it does work together, your body can get massages. You can go on plane trips. You cannot be nauseated, um, and feel so much more freedom and energy and not have fear and or anxiety about traveling or going places. So Rachel, thank you so much for coming and sharing your story with the belly on the better belly podcast. It's so meaningful. I've loved your journey. Everybody's journey is, um, unique and different and, and how you describe it is so helpful. And I really hope that 
some of our listeners are encouraged today. As we round out, I just want to ask you one more question, which I ask with lots of our uh, testimonials, which is if you could share one thing to encourage a woman who's listening to this podcast right now uh, to encourage her regarding her health, what would it be? Yes. So I thought about this question a lot and I kind of went back to how I felt at the beginning. And I would say if you are struggling to invest money or time in your health because you feel like you're good at making excuses to yourself, like, well, it's not that bad or it doesn't always feel painful. or I'm not in the hospital and I'm like sort of functioning on a daily basis enough. And there are many people who have it less good than I do health wise. You're in the same place I was for four years, five years, six years. I will tell you, it is not selfish to prioritize your health. And thank you to my husband for teaching me that. (laughs) It's not too small to be a problem and you do not have to be complacent with your symptoms. So I encourage you to take a moment and think about how your life would be if you didn't have to tolerate any of the things that you're dealing with and how much money you would give, how much time you would give, how how patient you would be in order to feel better. And I promise you, you'll be so surprised at the amount of brain and heart space that your sickness is taking up. And whether you realize it consciously or not, your body is worrying about and dealing with your sickness and it's taking up part of you. And you'll feel really free after you finally make your health a priority and help your body heal. And it really will be such a relief to you, but also everyone who cares about you. I've been so surprised at all the responses, all my friends and family of me feeling better. And they're just really happy for me. And I didn't, I really didn't expect that at the start of this. So I promise it's not just you in the pool, you know, your friends and family are there with you and um, they will be so happy for you and supportive of you once you find health again. That is so beautiful, Rachel. We'll just have to come back and have you encourage us again. That was awesome. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, Rachel, thank you once again for coming and giving some of your time, sharing your story. And I know that there are women out there who are listening right now who are encouraged. So thank you so much for coming on to the Better Belly Podcast. Of course. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, I hope you enjoyed this testimonial. I sincerely continue to love every single testimonial that we've had on this podcast and continuing to interview my clients as we finish up. They all have something different to say. And yet, if you listen to them, there's also so many similarities of hope and freedom in their in their lives that they were able to actually get better and you can too so if you like rachel think that visceral manipulation or functional lab testing might be the right thing for you then i would encourage you to reach out and work with us you can if you live in the u.s or canada apply for our foundations program wait list and do all the same lab testing that rachel did and find out what's going on in with the root cause of your gut health problems And if you're local to Metro Detroit, you can also book a new client evaluation and visit me at my in-person office and get visceral manipulation, craniosacral therapy, get your whole body evaluated and checked out and see if visceral manipulation might be something that could help you too. You can book a new client evaluation at betterbellytherapies.com slash book now or click the link in the show notes. And to apply for our foundations program waitlist, you can go to betterbellytherapies.com slash waitlist, or again, click the link in the show notes. I also want to highlight that Rachel mentioned my book that she read. I have a book out. I don't know if you've been listening for a while. And if you know this, it is called Stop Stomach Pain, How to Heal Your Guts and End Food Restrictions. It's available in both digital and print, and you can go and buy the book by clicking the link in the show notes. So I would highly recommend the book and it has helped a lot of my clients understand their gut better. And it really does include information. I aimed for it to include information that is not in blogs and things that you can just find anywhere easily on the web. So I highly encourage you to go and check that out. Other In other news and to end us off, if you love this episode, we have so much more coming down the line. Subscribe so you never miss a beat. And if you thought of a friend who needs this encouragement, maybe she needs Rachel's encouragement from the end, which was amazing. And maybe she just needs to hear a story of somebody who's made it through. Then I want you to take a screenshot of this episode and send it to that friend. 
It is so meaningful for us to be looking out for our friends and family, even when we are listening to a podcast. Other ways that you can support us is by leaving a rating and review on our Apple iTunes podcast. You can go down to our show notes if you don't already listen to Apple. Uh, Listen to our podcast on the Apple uh, podcast and you can just click the link in the show notes. You'll be taken to an area on Apple where you can then leave us a rating and review. And I would so appreciate it if you did that. I don't know unless you share with me what you're appreciating, what's been meaningful. I would love to hear what's been hitting you and helping you so that I can continue to be encouraged myself as I make content for you guys. Other ways that you can stay in the conversation is by following us on Instagram at Better Belly Therapies. I love connecting with our listeners and it means so much if you drop by and said hi. And to close us out, as always, our motto, miracles are immediate, but healing takes time. Catch you guys next week.